God is glorious in his saints. Welcome to the Christian Saints Podcast. My name is Darren Ong, recording from Sepang in Malaysia. In this podcast, we explore the lives of the Christian saints from the Anglican, Roman Catholic, and Eastern Orthodox traditions. Today, we will be contemplating the life of Saint Fortini, known in the Gospel of John as the Samaritan woman at the well. She is also referred to as Fortin or Fortina, and the Slavic Christians also refer to her as Svetlana. She is a very highly regarded figure in the early church as an evangelist and a martyr. The Greeks give her a title, is Apostolos, or equal to the apostles, that signifies that a particular saint is to be regarded as highly as Jesus' closest followers. Let us first lay some groundwork. The Samaritans were an ethnic group very closely related to the Jews with a very similar religion, except that they believed that the right place to worship God was in their temple in Mount Gerizim rather than in the Jewish temple at Jerusalem. During Jesus' time, there was a great deal of animosity between Jews and Samaritans. John notes in his Gospel that Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Another Gospel account that speaks to the tense relationship between the two communities is in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 9, verses 51 to 56. As the time approached for him to be taken up to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. And he sent messengers on ahead, who went into a Samaritan village to get things ready for him. But the people there did not welcome him, because he was heading for Jerusalem. When the disciples James and John saw this, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call fire down from heaven to destroy them? But Jesus turned and rebuked them. Then he and his disciples went to another village. In this story, we see Jesus taking a stand against his own disciples' animosity towards the Samaritans. His disciples were Jewish, of course. The Samaritans appear quite frequently in Jesus' parables and in his actions, and they are almost always put in a positive light. The phrase, Good Samaritan, has entered the vocabulary even of non-Christians. But this famous parable becomes even more powerful, even more meaningful, when you realize that Jesus was talking about sworn enemies 
of the Jewish people. In that light, let us contemplate this parable of the Good Samaritan in the Gospel of Luke chapter 10, verses 25 to 37. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? He replied, how do you read it? He answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him pass by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he travelled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, The one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, Go and do likewise. Apostle Paul refers to the Christian faith as the ministry of reconciliation. Jesus' mission is reconciliatory in two ways. He reconciles the broken relationship between God and humanity brought about by our sin and our wickedness, and he reconciles the broken relationship between humans and other humans all our ethnic division, our infighting, the hatred we feel towards other people. Jesus means to restore all of that. Galatians chapter 3 verse 28 famously states that there is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. In this spirit of reconciliation, let us read of St. Fortini's encounter with Jesus in the Gospel of John, chapter 4, verses 4 to 26. Now Jesus had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given 
to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, Go, call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, You are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you have had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, Believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshippers must worship in the spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that Messiah, called Christ, is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? Saint Fortini expressed surprise at how Jesus was willing to even talk to her. As John noted, Jews and Samaritans did not get along. Yet Jesus steps in to bring peace to this centuries-old conflict and also bring peace between this woman and God. Saint Fortini has not lived 
a pious life. But here, he is given this wonderful opportunity to receive the Messiah, Jesus Christ. And in so doing, Jesus brings about reconciliation between her and God as well. Devout Jewish men like Jesus were not supposed to talk to women this way. And talking to a woman who had a reputation for being loose? That was absolutely scandalous. Yet Jesus ignores these social taboos and instead goes out to Saint Fortini in love. Even more than that, he comes to her in a spirit of humility, of vulnerability. He is simply thirsty and asks her for a drink. Let us continue to the second part of this account in John's Gospel. I will be reading from verse 27 to verse 42. Just then, his disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with a woman. But no one asked, What do you want? Or, Why are you talking with her? Then, leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, Come, See a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of the town and made their way toward him. Meanwhile, his disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. Then his disciples said to each other, Could someone have brought him food? My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Don't you have a saying? It's still four months until harvest. I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Even now, the one who reaps draws a wage and harvests a crop for eternal life, so that the sower and reaper may be glad together. Thus the saying, one sows, and another reaps is true. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work, and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. They said to the woman, We no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this man really is the saviour of the world. Even immediately after her first encounter with Jesus, we see that Saint Fortini has the gift to be a great evangelist. She boldly tells her whole village about her encounter with Jesus, and they plead for Jesus to stay for two days. Now, again, this man is a Jew, sworn enemy of the Samaritans, yet Jesus agrees to stay with them for two whole days. Saint Fortini participates in Jesus' reconciliatory work 
by bringing the people of her village to him. This same calling is set out for all Christians. We are given this great privilege and opportunity to continue and participate in Jesus' ministry of reconciliation, bringing peace where there is conflict, bringing peace between God and man, and bringing peace between man and man. I think the message that St. Fortini brings to her neighbours is very striking. She says, He told me everything I ever did. Recall from Jesus' conversation with St. Fortini, she was very embarrassed about her sordid life history. But one encounter with Jesus, with this assurance that Jesus loves her and is willing to forgive and look beyond the mistakes she made in her past. And St. Fortini is proclaiming proudly her indiscretions in the public square, caring not for her own reputation, but only that Jesus be made known and glorified. St. Fortini is not mentioned after this in the Bible. But we do see in the book of Acts, chapter 8, that after Jesus' death and resurrection and the establishment of the Christian church, the Apostle Philip goes to Samaria, and the Samaritans there receive the Christian faith eagerly. Perhaps the receptiveness of the Samaritans to the gospel message here was a legacy of St. Fortini's encounter with Christ and of her evangelistic work. According to ancient Christian tradition, five of her sisters and two of her sons also became Christians, and they all became tireless evangelists for the new Christian faith. They traveled to Carthage and became missionaries there. During the reign of Emperor Nero, Fortini, her sisters and sons, eventually end up in Rome and are subjected to terrible torments for their faith. Saint Fortini, however, ends up converting one of Nero's daughters, Domnina, to Christ, further enraging the mad emperor. He flays Saint Fortini's skin, kills her family in grotesque ways, and throws her in prison. This account of Saint Fortini's final encounter with Nero and her martyrdom comes from the website of the Antiochian Orthodox Christian Archdiocese of North America. After this, Nero had Saint Fortini brought to him and asked if she would now relent and offer sacrifice to the idols. Saint Fortini spat in his face and laughing at him said, O most impious of the blind, you profligate and stupid man, do you think me so deluded that I would consent to renounce my Lord Christ and instead offer sacrifice to idols as blind as you? Hearing such words, Nero gave orders to throw Saint Fortini down a well, where she surrendered her soul to God in the year 66 AD.
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Christian Saints Podcast. You can find me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at podcast underscore saints or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Christian Saints Podcast. You can also go to my personal website, www.drong.my, that's D-R-O-N-G dot M-Y, for my other contact information. And I should mention that the music in this episode was composed by my good friend James John Marks of Generative Sounds. Let us end this podcast with an Eastern Orthodox liturgical hymn to St. Fortini, sang on her feast day on March the 20th. Illuminated by the Holy Spirit, all-glorious one, from Christ the Saviour, you drank the water of salvation. With open hand, you give it to those who thirst. Great martyr Fortini, equal to the apostles, pray to Christ for the salvation of our souls. Thank you.